0: What's going on entrepreneur junkies welcome back we're on episode 19 and we're jumping back on with Wendy Hart in the last episode we talked about why procrastination is a problem and it got pretty real and you won't even believe it the episode before that we Wendy was laying out some heavy hits on Gary V basically telling us all how what he talks about is a bunch of shit. Very, very interesting. Today, Wendy is going to talk about something that's pretty close to my heart. She's talking about how to overcome entrepreneurial isolation. If you're into that, stick around for this episode. Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and thought, wow, I really thought I'd be further ahead by now? If so, you are not alone. I've spent the last two years traveling the globe looking for the answers. The problem is, it's fear of failure that was holding me and so many of you back. I realized that no one was telling the real story of entrepreneurship. So I flew to the US, decided to face my fear and go all out to build my million dollar business completely from scratch. But the real question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our online tribe and share the internet's top marketing secrets. My name is Jamie Atkinson and this is the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement. What's going on, Entrepreneur Junkies? Welcome back to the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement Podcast. And today, I'm kind of happy and also sad because it's my last episode with Wendy Hart. She's been dropping some absolute truth nukes about everything to do with the way that my brain works. And I'm definitely going to be taking a hard look at myself at the end of this and be going, well, looks like you've been doing this wrong this whole time. Time to have a little bit more fun and get a little bit quirky. So I've got my swimming trunks on my head. I'm ready for the episode. Wendy, <laughs> how are you doing? Are you doing Good.
1: I'm great, Jamie. It's so much fun to be with you. Thanks. That's cool.
0: And guys, if you didn't understand the swimming trunks on my head were referenced, you definitely have to check out the last episode that I just did with Wendy about why procrastination is a problem. (laughs) So Wendy, today... We want, to, we want to talk about entrepreneurial isolation. And, and we both, you know, before we came on this episode, we were talking about what things we could talk about. And something which was interesting is that you said you actually come from a similar background to me. And, and obviously, to people who listen to the show regularly, you guys will know that we, we travel full-time. We're always on the road. You know, we go to these amazing countries. And a lot of people look at what we do and they say, wow, you're so lucky. You know, you've got this amazing life. You go and do these amazing things. You see this kind of like 1% of success on Instagram. But what people don't realize is... Is that it's still really hard it's still real life it's still a job you still have all of these kind of challenges but as much as it's great to have this freedom and to be able to see these new places you have a lot of new challenges and one of the big challenges that I really had was this idea of entrepreneurial isolation being by myself and away from all these things has it been the same for you Wendy?
1: It really, really has, and it's important to know that we have to adjust our expectations because I think people look at lives, like your life or my life, with a lot of envy, and that's fine. We always want to have people modeling things for us, and we always want to aspire to whatever it is we're dreaming about, but it helps to get rid of some of the expectations, and I think what you and I are doing, just talk turkey and really be straight about the front of hand and the back of the hand, right? All the sides of it. So this lifestyle comes with incredible freedom. And I'm so grateful to be able to live with my laptop and go wherever I want. You know, I I used to live for a number of years. I lived in Chicago, which was a wonderful city, but I really hated the cold. And I learned in coaching school, this is a valuable tip I wish I had learned when I was 18, but I learned in coaching school by a mentor that everybody has... a a recipe of environments that makes them their very best. And environments aren't just where you are, it's the conditions of where you are. So it could be weather, it could be a city, it could be the kinds of people are around, it could be the clothes you wear, um, all kinds of environments. And it really behooves you to figure out what those environments are, that recipe, and then make your life line up with that. So I realized that I was singularly unresourceful when I was cold. And I was at my best when I could be outside in beauty and nature. And I didn't at the time because I was really broke at the time. I didn't need to um, have a giant big mansion, McMansion or anything. I was better if I could just be out in nature. And I was living in a great city that was freezing cold and you had to be inside half the year. So that caused me to make a radical change and start to live like an entrepreneurial nomad. And I moved across the country where I didn't know Anybody, like nobody. I shipped my client files and I drove my little Chevy at the time. You know, this is a long time ago. And I have lived in eleven spots in the last thirteen years since I've been in California. I've been in eleven different cities, right? A boyfriend there, a contract there, this climate there, and I checked them all out. And now I am down in San Diego and it's paradise for me and it and it was worthwhile. But one of the things that people don't know about this isolation, they look at us as though everything's really glamorous. But I found myself in a funny spot, which was to have fans all over the world. And, and I get these letters. I get these crazy letters like every other day. Emails I have a thick, thick book of, oh, my God, you changed my life. Thank you so much. And all this adulation, which is very humbling. You know, and I'm on these big calls with all my clients. And I have a private membership and all those things all the time. And so that's very gratifying. But I didn't have people in my town. And your day-to-day work is like this you know, it's over the internet, right? I'm yes. communicating with people. So I'm living, I, I'm, I have a, an incredible view. I look at the ocean, like all these windows. It's like, I live in paradise, but you're by yourself. And need to get out into the world and go to coffee shops. And when I moved across the country, you know, I was a starving artist at the time that I moved across the country, a singer and dancer. I was a cater waiter and my family of choice, because I had, of course, divorced my violent family that I grew up with, so my tight, tight people and my close, close friends were other, they were in the service industry. They were cater waiters with me. And when I started on this entrepreneurial bent, And when I started studying, well, I had been studying neuroscience just to sort of fix myself, but when I started making money in this direction, suddenly we didn't have things to talk about. And my dear, dear people that I was so close to, family of choice, it was a natural fork in the road between me moving across the country, plus we didn't have anything to talk about. I wasn't talking about that chef anymore and how bad the tips were and how bad that chef's temper was and all that stuff. And that's one of the things that comes with this work. As you up-level... And as you increase your income and you increase your success, I find it's one of the primary causes of procrastination, actually, because your little alarm on the inside in your middle brain is equating loss of love, loss of tribe, which again, back in caveman days would have cost you your survival. You could have gotten kicked out of the cave and died. So there's a giant underpinning tendency to not want to leave the status quo and even if your top brain is really motivated down below you're going to have all most people have a lot of internal resistance and feel scared or or don't know that they feel scared there's just this crazy resistance to moving forward and then when you add the piece about being isolated on top and you add all the unglamorous pieces that go along with this lifestyle it can make you feel like you made a bad choice or it's not all it's cracked up to be, or everybody else must be living a really beautiful life, but mine isn't all it's cracked up to be and it must be something wrong with me. And it's no, it's just going back to change your expectations and getting the real information. I have people say to me all the time, oh, I wanna be a coach just like you, and oh, that must be glamorous. And what they don't know is that my coaching hours, it's a fraction of the time, the majority of my work time is actually spent marketing. And I'm good at marketing, but I don't particularly care for marketing. So there are all those pieces that have to go with it. And I think disabusing ourselves of those expectations will help with the isolation and with all the other hard parts that come with growing a business as an entrepreneur.
0: I think it's interesting as well, Wendy, because some people listening to this might think, well, that's that's for you guys because you're traveling. But I don't think the isolation is limited to just people who go and travel and physically leave their home. You know, I remember when I've had other friends that have left their, you know, jobs to go and build their own businesses. It happens then as well because it's like they they don't have the water cooler. They don't have those people that they can talk to anymore. And suddenly you're having to go and work from a coffee shop by yourself and you can still have that isolation. And even if you do still speak to those people it's not going to be about the right things and you're not going to get that kind of circle of influence. That's going to be really kind of helpful for you to grow within your business.
1: Yes. I think it's really, really important to make that a priority and look for your circle of influence. Go get mentored, go become part of a mastermind, go find the people in your town in person. So part of it can be virtual, but really uh, finding those people in person that are of like mind and also of like success. So as you continue to up level and escalate, you're gonna to need to keep finding people who are ahead of you, not always turning around and being the smartest person in the room. It really helps to not be the smartest person in the room and to keep finding more and more people who are up to a bigger game that you can become friends with wherever that works for you. It's it's just an adjustment, but but it matters otherwise you can feel really, really lonely. You know?
0: Yeah it's true. <laughs> Excuse me. And I think that's so true. And there'll be people listening to this right now who maybe are feeling that. And and is there, a, a similar to how kind of procrastination and not being productive makes you feel guilty. Do you think there's some guilt associated as well with having that isolation, Wendy, or does that not cross, cross over?
1: I think it's exactly the same. I think it's usually a one-two punch. Number one is we're not getting to a goal or we're not having life look the way we thought it should be. So there's an expectation. And then number two, there's an instant neural pattern to judgment, shame, and regret, right? But all of that is connected to our self-worth. And then that sends the chemicals down that cement in all the stuff that isn't helpful. And then the next time something doesn't meet your expectations, you also go to self-judgment quickly so one of the things i like best about my procrastination cure hard one as it was was it leads to increased confidence and increased sense of self-worth and self-efficacy and self-esteem naturally not by trying to program yourself that way for example i don't believe in affirmations either there's another place that i'm different than all the gurus you think about this for a second jamie so imagine i don't know what's your least favorite food can you think of a, a food that you think is terrible that you just can't stand uh,
0: yeah i hate peanut butter
1: Oh, that's so interesting. Peanut butter. Okay. I hate liver. So you can hate peanut butter and I hate liver. Imagine that you've got a whole plate of that in your hand, right? And it's just going to make you gag. And peanut butter isn't hot, but my food's hot. Liver is hot. So for all the people listening, if you just think for a moment, hold in your mind's eye or your hand there, a, a plate, an imaginary plate of your least favorite food, feel the weight of it, feel the heat of it. If it's hot, take a whiff of it. Notice how bad that is. It's gross. Now, on top of that, add a giant scoop of chocolate frosting and plop it on top of your nasty food. Did that make it worse? Yeah. Worse! I, th- <laughs> worse? I,
0: I think i am seeing where you're going with this, right?
1: <laughs> yes, yes. It's, it's nasty. So basically, our plate of nasty food is analogous to our alarm already being tripped. We already feel crappy in relation to this thing. If what you do then is try and put chocolate frosting on top of it or chocolate ice cream or whatever you want, you just made it infinitely worse. It's just more gross. But the frosting or the ice cream is analogous to affirmations on top of this triggered alarm. So when you with your top brain are trying to convince yourself of something that you're not actually feeling, and you're trying to use force to overcome it, it just makes it Worse. Another way to say this that's helpful is you imagine there's part of you that really wants to do a thing and another part that's resisting and you don't know why. And nearly every productivity guru in the self help space tells you, well, just pay attention to the one guy and beef that one up. Just push harder with that one and overcome the resistance side. And what they don't tell you is when you are pushing with the one that you want to align yourself with, you are in effect sending the other part to the gym. They always match. They always match in resistance, and you're going to always have a fight on the inside, an an unproductive pattern, an isometric exercise, and you cannot overpower it with your top brain. Or I should say, there's limited effectiveness with that. And I personally think it costs you too much. There are some people who are masterful, Gary, Tony, people like that, but they're a small percentage. And if you make yourself wrong looking at those people, thinking that you ought to be able to do it like them, but you don't, guess what count yourself in great company it's the design of the human mechanism and thank god there's a way around it now with new science so got to say so it what, on my own so yeah.
0: yeah yeah i love that and and obviously people and what you guys don't know who are listening is that we've got a, a juicy freebie that we're going to give away to you which is actually going to unlock a lot of these secrets which i'm really excited yes. to tell people about but for people who are listening and are going all right well now I know what not to do, what should I be doing? What's the first yeah. natural step that people need to take to understand what, what, what do I need to start doing?
1: The fastest, easiest, cheapest thing I can recommend is go to staples.com or staples.eu and get yourself a bunch of easy buttons and put them all over the house. They're about seven bucks a piece, and the reason is, and, and you maybe you've used this before but not known why or not done it often, but basically, it's the best anchor you can get for your neuroplasticity, anchor being, as we said, a stimulus that creates a predictable response. So it's visual, kinesthetic, and auditory. It's a big red button with you know easy in, in words. So it's visual, it's kinesthetic because you hit it, and it's auditory because you hear the little man's voice go, that was easy. And because, <laughs> because you've got all three, it lights up all three parts of your brain. Right? It lights up many parts of your brain because it hits every channel. So, if in fact you succeed at anything, big or small, and you have easy buttons nearby and you can get yourself in the habit of hitting the easy button when you succeed at something, you will be powerfully moving yourself in a new direction to change your neural net. Also, you're adding a little bit of silliness to your task. And as we said, The chemistry of silliness is the opposite of the chemistry of dread, and it tends to countermand those chemicals. You're doing a real service to your brain and body and your organs, and you'll feel lighter, and your self-esteem will start to move in the direction that it needs to, rather than where it usually goes when you don't succeed with your goals. But mostly, just having this understanding, your listeners today will never be able to not know this anymore, right? Procrastination is not your fault. And it's not about your lazy character. It has so much more to do with your brain and nervous system and the design of your body and the fact that you didn't get an operating manual than anything to do with, you know, what the nuns said or your parents said that you were lazy and you should get <laughs> off the couch. So yeah. so there is a there is a way out, yeah.
0: Wow, I love that so much. And, and Wendy, this has been so insightful. Um, I personally am going to go back and, and look at a lot of the stuff I've been doing and kind of think maybe there's a better way. So for anybody that's listening and for anybody that's thinking right now, okay, I love this. I, I really resonate with what you're saying. I want to try and take the next step. Apart from ordering an easy button from Staples, what's the natural <laughs> step that they can do from there?
1: Oh, God, go get the procrastination cure. Actually, I set up a special free thing here. And at the time of our recording, I've not ever done this before, but um, you can go to a special page, which is my site, procrastination-cure.com, so procrastination-cure.com forward slash E-J-M, for Entrepreneur Junkie Movement, right? We made a special page for you there with a special freebie. And you can actually get the first of the six modules of this whole system for free and download it right away and be on the path to changing all of this get the information that you should have gotten in your eighth grade science class that would set you free and change you from feeling like a broken down you know car from the 80s junker to the ferrari that you really are get the air in your tires get the operating manual (laughs) that you need right and and move forward in your life yeah so i would go there
0: And that's so good. And actually, for anybody listening, this is huge because I didn't actually come across Wendy by accident. The the way that I got introduced to Wendy was by somebody that I'd known in the entrepreneurial space, said to me, Jamie, Wendy's my coach, she's amazing, she's changed my life. You need to get her on your podcast because she's got so much to tell and it'll literally change your audience's experience and and everything that they understand. So, you know, that is huge, Wendy. Thank you so much for giving that to my audience because that's incredibly valuable. You're absolutely nuts if you don't go get that guys because it is literally going to be the first thing that you need to unlock an understanding of where maybe you're going wrong and where you can be a lot more productive Wendy thanks so much for being on the show it's been amazing to have you on I really loved all the topics we talked about so far is there any any other ways that people can get in touch with you if they want to just reach out and maybe talk to you about anything in general
1: yeah, they could go, again, that site, procrastination-cure.com. Or if you happen to be a golfer, I also have my golf niche where I guarantee to take off five strokes or more <laughs> in 12 phone calls or your money back, same neuroscience, at yourbestmentalgolf.com. Yeah. It's, wow. it's, as a it's as a crazy.
0: non-golfer, that just sounds like a dodgy offer, but obviously I don't know what strokes <laughs> are, so that's-, that's Oh, so. that's
1: funny. So sorry. No, there are people who give an appendage (laughs) to have their score get better. That's really funny. That's funny.
0: That's funny. Well, listen, thanks so much for being on the show. Uh, All the best for the next coming up year. Um, Hopefully we get a ton of the people who are listening to this who go and check out that and get some value from it. Um, And yeah, maybe we'll get you back on the show again at some point in the future, Wendy.
1: That would be fun. Thank you so much.
0: Great. Thanks, Wendy. Take care now.
1: Bye, Jamie. Thanks.
0: What's up guys? I hope you really enjoyed that episode. Now, Wendy Hart, being the amazing soul she is, has put together an amazing freebie for you guys, just because you're entrepreneur junkies. So if you guys want to get access to her procrastination cure, it's an amazing amazing product which you really need to jump in and check out she's actually giving away the whole first module for free just for the members of the entrepreneur junkie community so if you want to grab hold of that head to procrastination-cure.com forward slash ejm to grab your copy now that's procrastination-cure.com forward slash ejm entrepreneur junkie movement see you on the next one guys